You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt, director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. And welcome everyone to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I'd like to begin our proceedings here today by calling out to the helping spirits to be with us. So I call out first to your ancestral helping spirits and to my ancestral helping spirits. I call out to all of those who were here before us, who lived well, who died well, who met their challenges of their time and allowed that to transform them into the men and the women that they were called to be by their own ancestors. So I call out to these ancestors to help us, to help us to learn from those who have gone before us, to understand those things which humans need to do so that they can step into their best self and to understand those things we are doing that no longer need to be done and to let go of that which no longer serves us. And I ask these ancestors to lean in and help us to know the difference. I call out to those who have lived well, died well, and hold this legacy of all that is good and true and beautiful for us each in our lives, and may we all learn the skills we need to use it. And as these ancestors gather round, let us reach beyond these human ancestors and open our awareness to the ancestors in all the other forms of life here on earth. They've all been here longer than the humans. And so we call out to the non-human ancestors and understand them more deeply as our own ancestors, that we are all part of this fabric of life here on this planet. And we ask these energies of nature to help us more deeply understand our own true nature, to surrender to the essence of who we really are and to bring the true beauty of our soul's song, that which, that which really makes our hearts sing, into full manifestation in the world. And we give gratitude to all of these ancestral helping spirits and their many, many, many forms for circling around us here today and assisting us. And as the ancestors gather around, let us trust their presence and open ourselves to our own responsibility to call our own energy in, drawing it into our mind and from our mind to our heart, from our heart to our belly, and from our belly let us touch the earth and take a moment in this day to stop all the many things we are doing and to give thanks for this day, to reach your gratitude out into the earth, to give gratitude for beauty and diversity, for possibility and change to give gratitude for all that has been that has brought you to where you are in your life, for all that is and all that will be. And with a deep, deep wonder and awe and gratitude for life itself, let us begin to reach our energy down, all the way down into the center of the earth in this way to choose to be grounded and to extend our energy with gratitude all the way to the center. And in the center of the earth, let us take a moment and connect in to those energy that draw their power from darkness, 
from silence, from stillness. So we call out to these energies to be with us here today and to bring in that which restores and replenishes and renews, that which nourishes us, that which rises up before the abundance and in to nourish the abundance all around us as well as that abundance within ourselves. And so we call up the energy of the earth, drawing it up into our body. And as we draw up the energy of the earth, let us use this energy to teach us how to know who we are, where we stand, and what we stand for. And to understand what it is, to truly risk knowing what it is that has heart and meaning in our life, and to build our sense of home and belonging based on that, that which truly resonates with our heart, not simply that which is habit or expectation, but to open beyond those easy ways of thinking we know who we are and what we're here to do and to stretch beyond those limits to what truly makes our heart sing, to open our door to those who are other than us, to set a place at our table for those who do not look like us and think like us and open the conversation so that that which is different from who you are right now could provoke you into becoming the man or the woman that you are truly meant to be. And as we work with the energy of the earth to understand how to connect with all the different selves within us and to be in right relationship with our environment, with the people in our environment, with the spirits in our environment, with all of these energies, as we learn from the earth how to be manifest here in form in a good way, how to be in right relationship with all living things, may we come to understand our place in that great oneness, in that great web of life. And with a sense of that possibility or that clarity, let us raise up from our belly to our heart, from our heart to our mind, and send our energy all the way up to the highest power of the universe. And by whatever name we name it, in whatever way we conceive of this energy, let us connect to these radiant energies above to see ourselves in this divine radiance and it in us and begin to draw this energy down through all the layers of the sky into ourselves, into our day, into these proceedings, and and yeah. to open up to the blessings that are present with us, to open up to the protection, to open up to the gifts, to the blessings, to the benevolence, to the inspiration and illumination and all that comes to us from above and allow these energies to move down through us and back all the way into the center of the earth. And as the center channel opens within us to connect us to heaven and earth, let us let that big love move into our own heart and awaken the spirit of our own heart. And as the heart comes online, let us open up to the crucible of transformation that is there in the heart to draw up the fiery passions of the belly and draw down the crystal clarity of the mind and let these energies move in a dynamic tension there in the heart to give birth to that third and most important thing that you carry in this world, which is some memory or understanding, feeling, or sense of why it is that you are here. And may you do something in this there in your own life do something in this day to bring your gifts into the world. And I'd like to give thanks to all of the helping spirits that we have uh, that support us in bringing our gifts into the world. 
May what needs to be said be said here today and what needs to be heard be heard and may these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. I'd like to give a special thanks to Lucy, to Hidden Fox Photography, to Miriam, Deborah, Melissa, Karen, Sarah, Empress Media, and Francis, and all of the listeners who have donated to the show. It is because of listeners like you that Why Shamanism Now remains on the air, that the archives remain uh, with over 300 hours of uh, podcasts about the contemporary use of ancient shamanic tools. Um, leave, leaves those archives free for all who can get onto the internet anywhere in the world. And I have great gratitude to those of you who are able to donate financially. So if this show moves you in any way, whether it moves you to joy and um, excitement or irritation and distraction, just know that you have been moved in your heart. And please do that most fundamental of shamanic things, which is to allow your heart to motivate your actions in the world and do something, large or small, to help the show to grow. And of course, please open your awareness and creativity to the many, many ways that we can support the life of something that does not necessarily involve finances. So if you are not able to donate financially, but you do enjoy the show regularly, please do something that helps the show to grow in some other ways. And of course, if you don't want to donate online, you're welcome to email me anytime at Christina at lastmaskcenter.org, and I would be happy to give you a regular address for a regular old-fashioned check. So thank you, everyone, for being with us here today. Our topic today is shamanic healing, traditional medicine for the modern world. And this is the title of a new book by Itzhak Berry. And Itzhak is our guest today. Welcome, Itzhak. Oh, thank you, Christine. I'm so happy to be back with you. So Itzhak is an internationally recognized shamanic healer and teacher. He is initiated in Andean and Amazonian shamanism and has trained um, intensively with other elders from South and North America. He is also an accomplished visual artist and owner of an award-winning advertising agency in New York City. Itzhak is the founder of shamanporthole.org, which many of you are quite aware of, and the co-founder of the New York Shamanic Circle. He is on the faculty of the New York Open Center, and his work is featured in the New York Times, in films, TV, webinars on the Evolver Network, um, and also currently with a Shift Network class. And today we're talking about his new book, which will be out in June, uh, mid-June, um, called Shamanic Healing, Traditional Medicine for the Modern World. And um, if you go to Itzhak's website, which is Itzhak Beery, I-T-Z, H-A-K-B-E-E-R-Y.com. Um, if you go there, you can find all of his books. The others, we, have, we also have shows on, which is The Gift of Shamanism, Visionary Power, Ayahuasca Dreams, and Journeys to Other Realms, and Shamanic Transformations, True Stories of the Moment of Awakening. We are live today, so if you have questions for Itzhak or myself, you're welcome to call in at 512-772-1938, or you can Skype in from the co-creatornetwork.com site, or as always, email me at christina at lastmaskcenter.org. All right, Itzhak. So this book is just <laughs> about out in the world. Yes. Um, now, this book contains um, a fairly critical, I mean, not uh, unbiased, but a critical review of the current state of allopathic medicine. Yes. And so I'm assuming this is part of what inspired this book. But why don't you share with us what did inspire this particular book at this time? Well, you know, I'm I'm on it for 22 years, um, and I was 
um, collecting stories for my clients and from my from my own personal experience. And um, I wanted to uh, to tell the story of what shamanic healing from the po- from my point of view. There's a, there are so many different point of view, of course. Uh, each tradition have its own story and an own uh, own uh, way of um, uh, teachings, but so uh, but of course it, it everything has to do with uh, with yourself and and I had some um, uh, health issues and I um, had to be use uh, have to use uh, Western medi- uh, medicine and medical intervention. And I, I started to see that um, the, the most important thing is not to say that uh, Western medicine is not legit. Uh, should, we should not use it. On the contrary, I think we should. But uh, there's a, the biggest part of uh, what shamanic healing can do uh, and help people who are using uh, Western medicine is to uh, to integrate both both systems together, I mean, these are is a, both are treasures of human human experience, and so that really the book is about that. It's about uh, the the beauty, the mystery, uh, the technology of um, the the um, shamanic healing uh, around the world, and the, uh, the 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 legitimate achievement of the Western medicine. But uh, the the idea now is not to have either or, but to have it um, combined with marry the two aspects of medicine together, because I think that that could be incredibly helpful for everybody. So, what do you feel is the strength of the allopathic system, or strengths plural? Uh, well, the technology. You know that we we are now uh, in a in a age or the digital age where we can do incredible uh, surgery. We can really understand how or not understand but know uh, how some of the parts of the body works. Um, we are say we are saving people with technology and with some chemicals. But it's not the answer of all. I mean, they, it's a great way to um, work with the symptoms of problems, but we are we are not really getting deep into the uh, into the uh, the roots of of issues, and that's really where shamanic healing is so um, good to use to, as a combination. And you know, I I I worked in hospitals, uh, not. Not a work, but I came to help my clients in hospital, people who are uh, on be- deathbed or in just before surgeries or or, or just before they they uh, needed to have any kind of uh, operations. And I could see the difference that that it made in preparing the person in uh, to go into operation or into the other world. Um, none of which uh, the allopathic medicine are able to offer to people who are very um, stressed and and power and paranoid and and very very difficult for them to to deal with all of those issues. And of course, the body react uh, when you are in stress; it react to it. So some of the procedures that cannot really proceed to work well. Yeah. And and some diagnoses in and of themselves create stress. <laughs> of course, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's. 
I mean, it, the the difference of of course uh, in in the way shamanic uh, or any kind of alternative, what we call alternative healing, uh, we we do a different diagnostic than allopathic medicine does. You know, there's a you know part of that is part of the book was for me is to go and research the numbers of allopathic medicine because the people were saying that oh we are this is just a theater or it doesn't work uh, that allopathic medicine is better and and all of those things and so I found out that for instance that 39% of all Americans are using uh, uh, alternative medicine 39% that is 180 million people Americans are using alternative medicine um, every year and which, mostly paying for it out of pocket yes and you know how much they pay they pay 40 billion dollars to uh, people like you and me and other people like that which is uh, not part of the four trillion dollars that goes to healthcare in allopathic medicine which is third of it is a waste. Third of the third, which is one trillion dollar, and it's a, it's not a billion, it's not a million, it's a trillion dollar is a waste of expenses that goes into administrative that is not useful for stuff that is not nobody needs. Uh, so it's like one trillion dollar go to waste in uh, in uh, out of four trillion dollars that goes to into allopathic medicine, what we call health insurance, which is like sick uh, sick care, not the health care. Uh, you know that um, about a thousand people a day die in hospitals because of uh, preventable causes, because um, um, people make mistakes. And so it's not really more safe than alternative medicine. You know, like every time that somebody dies in ayahuasca ceremony or in any kind of alternative uh, medicine, people start to scream and yell that 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 um, you have to regulate those people who are using herbs, right? But uh, uh, so it's almost like four hundred thousand Americans dies every year for mistakes. For they were not supposed to. It's quite a lot big number. I mean, if you think about it, it's every year. It's not just the, the Iraq War or the Afghanistan War. It's four hundred thousand. Uh, so I started to to dig into these numbers, and it, and it's really fascinating and and frightening. You know, like a thousand people a day, a day die from diabetes and blood pressure. Uh, every every day in the United States. Do you know that? And um, mm-hmm. it, it is only a, a question of how you deal with food <laughs> or with uh, with meditation to lower uh, blood pressure. And so there's a lot of uh, a lot of benefits for combining both systems together to marry them together. Not to say that I can only take Western medicine or just going to have only shamanic work. They need to work in concert. And when you're working with concert together, they, when you do the shamanic work or the alternative healing work in hospitals or for sick people, they, they are able to absorb the medication, the chemical medication and other uh, allopathic medicine better. And so they all, we are all gaining from it. So my 
goal in this writing this book is that why not have insurance companies allowing people to choose and to get paid uh, to pay for alternative healing they are losing such an amazing big market and there are people who are voting with their leg with their feet right they people don't go to hospitals or doctors because they are afraid of them you know 98% of doctors today are prescribing medication and they know that they don't need to do it <laughs> could you believe that 48% of Americans really don't like doctors so <laughs> It's a big problem for the AMA and for other organizations like that to find ways to, and the doctors themselves are human beings too. You know, I don't blame them at all. You know, they don't have education that teach them the benefit of the emotional, the cultural um, um, structure of their clients. And they, they are so stressed to see so many people so quickly, um, they don't have time to ask your name, uh, who you are, where you come from, what's your cultural belief, your religious belief, spiritual belief. This makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So is this um, idea of how, how could we just work all of this together? Is, do you think that's the thing that you're most passionate about in the book? Or is there something else that's really your, your great passion in this book? Well, the great passion is to see how shamanic healing works. Mm-hmm. You know how how the mystery works, how the inter, interaction in the unseen and the seen world are are uh, having an effect on people and on their health. Uh, I you know I wrote thirty stories of healing um, <laughs> uh, in the book about different different conditions that people come for and how using the shamanic technology um, we they they became better or became healthier so that my, my really my my passion is to see people getting more in balance and more productive and uh, aligned with their life purpose and they are and they are productive in the world that that's really I mean I think that, that that's also the Western medicine uh, idea is to make people healthier. Uh, we are we just going go at it in a different directions, and I think that we all need to do it uh, together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so in this book, you're sharing traditional practices from your teachers. Yes. Yes. And so how do you reconcile the issue of cultural appropriation, which is really um, very much in people's awareness today? Um, You know, I I think that we are all indigenous to this earth. (laughs) Uh, We all humans and uh, we all have a connection to spirit or we are all a spiritual being before we are a physical being and so we all understand the the connection between dreams and emotions and the spirit intervention um, even if we are even if we officially we don't believe in that so I, when people come to me and they they are in that environment of um, of natural materials and natural elements in in the room and this the ceremony 
is using um, uh, sugarcane rum and eggs and rocks and fire and smoke and um, and smells and aroma and crystals. It all of that is giving them a, 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 an opportunity to drop off their their judgment or their gatekeeper or logical mind and um, transfer into con- deep connection to the universe. And that's really when, when people are um, becoming connected to the universe, not separate from, but really connected to the sound, the smells, the, the feelings, the, the, um, the, the, the smell of all of it, they, the, something changed in them, in themselves. And they, they are able to recognize something deep in themselves. They, their, their, their soul calling or their, that place, the secret place of their, uh, confidence and remember who they are. Um, in, and in the book, I, I write about all of those elements, their, um, their physical uh, uh, ingredients or what, why we are using these particular elements and also their symbolic uh, elements as the spiritual uh, elements. So it is, um, I try to, to not just to give a menu, but to also to explain to people why do you, we use eggs um, and how can you yourself use the egg um, on yourself and whenever you have a headache or you have pain or you have something you want to get rid of, you don't have to go to the, um, to the medicine cabinet and pull up an Advil or <laughs> painkiller to, uh, to reduce your head. You can just roll an egg on your, on your, on your head and immediately, or not immediately, but maybe in five minutes, uh, you have a, a, a way to uh, remove negative energy or headaches, what we call it. So it's a useful, uh, the, it's a useful guide. And, and in my stories, I'm also describing the, 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 um, the processes that I'm going through so people can emulate them and use them. So let's talk about um, diagnosing. So mm-hmm. why don't you talk about what you feel, like sort of what's the shamanic perspective about diagnosis? And then share some um, tools that you use or techniques that you use for diagnosing when, when people arrive. Uh, I personally um, uh, use uh, three main uh, diagnoses. I, I use the, the candle reading which is uh, a way to rub a candle or a wax, white wax candle over your body and you let the, uh, all the negative energy, all the, the thought, the problems, the issues that you're coming to the shaman with uh, absorb into the wax. And by lighting the wick and looking at the flame and the, 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 the flame, the wick, the colors, the you you can start seeing what's wrong with that person now and when we talk about uh what's wrong we, we are not talking about just the physical form 
we are talking about emotional, the spiritual. Uh, we sometimes see um, ancestry within the flame. Uh, we we do a reading uh, to the root of the problem. So if a person came uh, to me um, just a couple of days ago and she had a problem uh, in her life um, and um, in the candle you, you, you can see the the ancestry line from her father to her grandmother to her and well in that case she was uh, destined to be a shaman and she did not take that uh, she didn't take it on herself but that line led to uh, those uh, villages in the mountains in Peru and you can see that so the the, the not taking her life work uh, cause her emotional and physical problems in this world now. And um, so there's, I'm not trying to really heal her physical uh, pro- uh, manifestation now, the symptoms. Now I'm trying to go in uh, deeper and see where she can make a commitment to uh, her true destiny, the true uh, uh, life work or life purpose that she needs to do and and by reconnecting her to that life purpose then um, she can find her stamina vigor the 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 life forces that was missing they're closed um, and she started to um, to make a commitment to herself and she definitely came out of this session totally different than she came in. So uh, candle reading is one of those diagnostic. And then you, um, I do a palm reading, which is uh, another way that shamans in the Andes use, uh, reading the shape and the forms, the lines of the hand. Um, each finger represent an aspect of the person. Each hand represents a different of, um, elements and natural elements, the air, the water, the fire. Uh, so, uh, and then the lines of, of, of the hand. So uh, many times reading the candle and reading the hands supporting each other. And then sometimes I read eggs, uh, the eggs that you rub on the candle, on the people's body. You can uh, rub it on the body. The egg absorb the negative energy of the person. And then you break it into a glass of water and you can read the um, the filament and the consistency and um, the the cloud the white the, the drop of red uh, of blood or so that you um, you learn how to do that and then there is of course there is the uh, reading of, of of stones and um, I rarely do that but uh, there are some people who read um, uh, pebbles, thrown pebbles on the floor. Some people read um, with uh, bones. There's so many different traditions. But I think that um, all of those is is really more reading the entirety of the person, not just the physical. The physical manifestation is the last thing that happened after the spiritual, emotional uh, disease started to happen. And it's it's kind of tricky because Western people, you know, they want to get out of pain. You know, they want out of the symptoms and they want a treatment for the symptom. And of course, the tricky thing with shamanic healing, because it does dive to the root of the problem, is this the the actual most surface level symptoms 
are usually not the priority. And, <laughs> and so there's a little bit of a, a disconnect, I think, yes. at, at times. You but, know. It, but I think that it's very important also to uh, have a person that comes to say that um, it's, it's wonderful that you are suffering. It's wonderful that it's painful because your body is telling you something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. And how, and how do your patients like it when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm saying it in, in with with empathy. It's not like I'm saying good thing that you are suffering, but I'm, what I'm saying is that you are suffering because there is something that needs to change in your body. Somebody, some some part of your body needs balance, right? Mm-hmm. And the way it's manifested is with a pain, a tumor, or any kind of um, a breaking of bones, or anything like that. It 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 is a it is it's your body or your soul is letting you know that something is out of balance. If you have a headache, it's not necessarily that uh, God punish you, it it or that you need to go into the to the ca- uh, medicine cabinet. You can you can if you if you can just uh, first of all you make friends with the pain because the pain is really coming here to teach you something and ask what it is uh, ask the spirit of your of your pain what is it they've come to teach you there is a teaching there it's an opportunity it's not necessarily uh, a bad thing um, there's I know that there are some people who they're their uh, suffering level is very is very little, and, and in our in our culture, we are you know bombarded with uh, television commercial that talks about every pain immediately. You have an, a different pill to take, uh, so people are averting any kind of pain. But pain is is important because it teaches us. Well, and and people begin because largely because of this marketing, people I feel are are beginning to, um, you know, think, oh my God, the pain's going to kill me. Instead of really, pain doesn't kill you. No, <laughs> Other things <laughs> might if you don't listen to the pain, That's but right. the pain itself doesn't. It it is your body trying at that point fairly desperately, right, to communicate with you. Yeah, and I and I think that I'm what I'm saying in in uh, my teachings and and with my clients is say, listen, you know, we are all a river, and when when there if you throw a big stone in the river, the water will go around. But if you create a dam in the river, the the water would not go, and that's the pain. So what we do is we are trying to lift the 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 rubbish and and the um the stones that you throw into the river one by one so so the water can start flowing again and if you you i was just going to say is it's sort of a good good leap into the next idea so i wanted to talk a little bit about clearing because clearing is a really important aspect of shamanic healing and and a lot of contemporary people you know, everything needs to be a total depossession of some demonic bad guy, right? Versus really understanding the importance of simply the health, everyday health of your energy body and the power of cleansing. So why don't you share your perspective about cleansing as a shamanic healing uh, remedy? 
You know, people in the Andes and uh, in the Amazon, whenever something goes wrong in their life, whenever they feel sad or whether business doesn't go well, or they go to the shaman and the shaman does a cleansing ceremony, la limpia ceremony. And the, the idea is that uh, around each of us, there is an orb of energies, uh, like, a, like a capsulated energy field, very much like the atmosphere around the earth. And in that energy uh, field, uh, if, if that energy field is not cleared and cleaned, um, then the person becomes sick because negative energy, her, the tendency of negative energy is to sink down on your, on your clothes, on your skin, on your tissue, on, in, in your bones. And slowly you become depressed and angry or whatever it is. So uh, why, the, why there is a penetration of negative energy? That could be for many reasons. It could be from curses. It could be from evil eye. It could be from being in rooms or uh, places where there was war or um, violence or terror. Uh, that could from, from listening to uh, somebody who's uh, abusing you or or being witness of somebody who's abused. So that negative energy penetrates to that um, um, envelope, and then slowly, slowly, you become more and more depressed. And um, there is a, of course, there is a, a scientific support to it and it's really about uh, positive and negative ions that are when so uh, negative energy is full of positive ions which is which are heavier and they they are surrounding creating a shield around us uh, so it's really about rebalancing your the magnetic the energy field around you and the whole ceremony is about removing negative energy or, neg or positive ions and bringing new negative ions of freshness, which is where you get into uh, by standing by the ocean or working with salt or uh, in, in the forest. Uh, so it is really changing the uh, electromagnetic field around each person. And that's really what we do, you know. If 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 you're looking at it in in in, in the bigger picture of that, uh, it's not a miracle. It's not a it's not a a, a mystery. It's it, uh, shamans in the Andes and uh, in many of traditions around the world really know physics. <laughs> they really know science. They know what we are now trying to call. Uh, quantum physics or quantum mechanics, they, they really understand what uh, energy does. Because in the shamanic tradition, as you well know, everything is energy, everything is, is frequencies. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're ch trying to change the frequencies around the body to enable the body to uh, function in its best. So, Isak, why don't you share some stories that involve your most... Um you know, frequently used ways of offering cleansing for people when they come to you as clients? Well, I, you know, the, in my first session, I really do, the, the first session is dedicated to diagnostic uh, because 
how can you offer healing without any diagnostic? <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to do that. So you can you can do that by journeying to the spirit of that person. You can do that too. Um, you can, uh, or you can do candle reading, egg reading, palm reading, rock reading, or any of those things. Uh, so that's really the first part that the shaman really need to do is to diagnose the person, not just as a, if, if he, the knees are hurting, but if the knee are, are hurting, where does it come from? What's the source of that? What is it trying to, what is it, what's the, what the client doesn't want to do <laughs> to cause the knee to get hurt, right? Um, and then I then and then after that uh, I offer people to do the Lalimpia ceremony, which is the removal of those negative energies. Um, and so um, there are so many different stories on on people who have done. Uh, but I I think that most importantly is that people really feel there is a weight was lifted off them. They become lighter. They become um, happier, more connected, more... I mean, I can tell you a story, just to remember. Many years ago, a woman came to me, and she, when she walked in, she looked like um, she was in mourning. Uh, she, was, she came through the door. It was, really looked like a black cloud walk in. Uh, she just had an abortion from a guy who um, promised to marry her, and so she got upset. She did the abortion, and um, then after the abortion, she told him she did the abortion, and then he offered her to marry her. And so she was like totally devastated. And I thought that, you know, what can I do? Um, we did a, the diagnostic, we did the ceremony, the, the Olympia ceremony, and then she called me a couple of days later from the airport, and um, she said that she never believed that she could go back to, to feel the way she was before all of that happened. She was happy, she was strong, she was conscious, she was t- she was all together. Some of her person who almost uh, killed herself, uh, it was such a dramatic uh, turn of turn of events, which is amazing. There, there, there are some times that during the ceremony of La Limpia, um, a soul retrieval happened. Uh, a soul of a person that left before um, came in into the body of that person which is also amazing to see because you can actually see the energy uh, uh, entering and there is a, like a jerking of the body and where when the body accept that. <laughs> so, Itzhak, why don't you describe the Olympia a little bit, at least the, in its most sort of general. So the, the uh, Olympia have a couple of uh, different section. The first thing is to the, the energy removal, the cleansing of the negative energy. And you can do it in many different ways. You can do it using traga, which is the uh, sugarcane rum. Uh, you're spraying or combining over a person's body to wash 
that energy and what the 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 uh, sugarcane does uh, the molecules of what the alcohol they they latch on to the positive ions and they eliminate them they neutralize them so there's a sense of a feeling of um, of uh, of freshness or lifting of of burden um, and then you work with uh, a, uh, a smoke and the smoke lifts energy negative energy up clean the bacteria around you and send it up to the heavens and then you work with the eggs and the eggs absorb negative energy and it does extraction of negative energy that's stuck within the tissues within the skin within the body and you can either roll on them or you can suck them out so you're you're so the first part is really about removal of negative energy. And you can do it also. You can use feathers or you can use crystals or anything like that that absorb negative energy and remove it. And now that you're removing negative energy, you want to put something new inside to the areas that were taken away. You know, like you. So if you have, uh, if you if you can imagine the Swiss cheese, if you you if you're sucking the holes there, you want to fill them up with something else and that something else is beauty and beauty comes with flowers with aroma uh, with any kind of um, uh, uh, great beautiful flowers so that comes with uh, agua florida or with uh, uh, red carnation or roses uh, with oils and things like that uh, you work with different herbs that have different smells to fill in the holes that were taken away to, to seal them up. And then you work with the stones and the stones shield the body again for protecting the body from um, going into the world and uh, being vulnerable to, neg- to the penetration of negative energy. Uh, and then you you do a, a work with uh, sound, which is the bells, and uh, to create harmonious and equalizing the vibrations around the body. Um, and then, of course, at the, the very end, you uh, call in um, the soul spirit of that person to come back into the body, because uh, most of the time, uh, the the client who stands up or lay down. Um, is gone into a, a different reality <laughs> and you want to call them back to uh, slowly and enter into this world so um, so this kind of then I don't know this all you know issues of clearing and uh, extraction and depossession always lead me to the next question of protection and um, you know, we, you don't. We don't really want people just living however they choose to live and constantly coming back to us to clear them. Right? <laughs> We'd like people to actually educate themselves <laughs> to live in Absolutely. a way that is perhaps not, not quite so um, absorbing of problematic energies. So, um, so what's your sense then? What's your sense then of protection and its role in this whole shamanic healing landscape? Um. I think it's an incredible importance for that uh, to, uh, to to understand that a lot of our problems come from not from us being bad, uh, not because it could be that it it is coming from other people or other places, and we have to be very vigilant. 
for instance, if you are shaking hands with people, uh, you are transferring your energy or receiving other person energy in the in the part of your body that is more susceptible to receiving to to transfer negative energy, right? That's why we shake hands because we want to know what the person's conditions is. Other cultures don't do that. They they either hug or they uh, uh, breathe the other person's cheek like the Eskimos do, or they they rub noses. They have many different ways, but we shake hands. And when we shake hands, we are sucking energy from another person. And I'm not saying that you should not do that because this is what our culture does. But if you do that, then you go and, and wash your hands with sea salt or with water or, or uh, wipe it out. Because you see, in, in our hands, we have most of our nerve ending are uh, in a few places in our body, right? In our mind and in our hand, in the palm of the hands and in the sole of our feet and in our gut. So these are the, the energy center that we are uh, absorbing and receiving energy. So one thing, you be careful, who, you're, who are you touching? Who are you shaking hands with? Uh, it's not the germs that they will pass it on to you. It's the negative energy, the vib- negative vibrations that they will uh, pass it on to you. So there is many ways you can do it. You can work with sea salt to wash it. You can take sea salt bath. You can work with uh, sulfur to remove negative, uh, heavier and negative energy. You can work with um, uh, saging and smoke, and there are so many different ways you can do that. And it, and I think it's very important for people to to do that in their home too. You know, I, I teach people to do it in in their home because I can go to every person's home, and and people who are coming here for healing, um, you know, they they are going back to their homes which is infested with negative energy so i need to teach them how to do that at home uh, because otherwise they'll come back again too soon they're absorbing it uh, so i teach people how to to protect themselves and i think that the most important thing is to teach healers and shamanic healers and reiki people and massage therapists that it is utmost important uh, how to uh, to be aware of negative energy and, and to, to have ways to um, to protect themselves uh, from it. And um, I, I don't have enough words to say how important it is to, for people to um, to protect themselves. Um, I'm not saying that you that you need to be paranoid about it, but be aware that when you sit in, in on a bus with someone or next to someone and you were just fine before and then all of a sudden you feel like there is like a wave of black energy or you, your body starts to vibrate in the wrong and you get sick, it most likely you are because you are absorbing other people's energy. And especially for healers. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, does the, the, the in terms of protection, is there kind of this next tier up from this, what is more sort of casual interaction? And like you said, it's just being in the presence of other people and other places. So is there a next level of protection that is more um, maybe what you would call more self-defense? Well, I, you know, the, the best self-defense, I think, is to have uh, a strong balance yourself. 
Um, and, and that means that if you do meditation, if you, uh, if you are, if you're unwavering, if you are not uh, falling into the tra emotional trap of your clients, um, if you are uh, able to understand, if you don't take the suffering of your clients on yourself, in self-inflicting, uh, that very important for a lot of healers and shamans that work with people is to 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 understand how powerfully uh, this energy is. You know, when I when I was in the Amazon once uh, with Ipu Piara, you might remember him. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> we were in um, Nueva Era. It's a, a little town in the middle of the uh, Rio Negro somewhere, very far away. And then we went to swim there with pink dolphins. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, Yiri Yiri shaman came, and it was a big deal because um, he was. They are, they usually hide in the forest. They never. They hardly ever come to white people, but he was there, and he agreed to do healing for us. And um, he, the the way he did healing was uh, taking a little piece of uh, branch, <laughs> twig, and measuring the parts of our body and. Uh, telling us, diagnosing uh, what kind of emotional, physical problems we have. And, um, of course, he um, uh, did uh, a session for me, and um, what he said to me was that I'm absorbing a lot of negative energy and from my clients, and I need to be very careful about that. It's exactly what I'm teaching you. <laughs> um, and um, he said that there are some clients that have a, a strong negative energy. And when that happened, I have to take a, a, a sea salt bath and put six drops of ammonia um, in the bath until this energy clears itself. Um, if not, I'm going to get sick. And um, it, I did take it to heart. And But I can't say that I'm doing a great job, you know, at, um, you know, working with people is very, it could be very um, challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what do you feel, you know, so, so now that we're talking just about these different sort of elements of shamanic healing, what is it that you feel really makes shamanic healing powerful in the way that it's powerful? It doesn't do everything, right? But but what's your sense of what really makes gives it its power? Well, first of all, I think that it does everything, <laughs> uh, uh, because the I think the beauty of shamanic healing is that is it's not trying to to cure you; it's trying to heal you, and it's uh, the way it's trying to heal you is to bring you back to the flow of life, to bring you to a balanced life. Like this shaman that I know, he said that uh, the three principles of shamanic healings are, the first one is uh, balance yourself. The, se the second one is balance your family and community. And the third is balance the world. So the, the, the most important thing is bring yourself into a balance, into a place where uh, there's not negative energy rule you. There is no, there's not too much of that and too much of that. That, 
that you are float, flowing in the rhythm of life. And then when you are in total flow, then there is no disease. There is no, no infliction. There is, it, it basically, that is what life is. And it, of course, this is the hardest thing ever to, uh, to do that. So I think that that's the beauty of, of the shamanic healing. And the other thing is that I think it's very important to also is that shamanic healing does not really uh, using labels to describe a disease. They are really uh, are understanding that everything in that everything a person go is there's no schizophrenic, there's no autistic, there is no depression, there is no it's it's just imbalance. And when you don't use uh, labels, it gives you the freedom to change and uh, also for the client to not to hold that image that I am a schizophrenic, I am uh, autist, I am uh, dep chronically depressed. It doesn't give room for change. So that I think that is beautiful. And the other, the other thing is that shamanic healing is a low cost. It's you don't really need a lot of money to diagnose, to bring yourself back into balance. You, you work with plants and herbs and minerals and rocks and crystals, and you work with alcohol. You work with simple things that you can find in your home uh, to bring yourself uh, balance. So it's low cost and it's, it's a low, um, low tech. Uh, you don't need all of those enormous uh, building uh, with many beds uh, to to um, to heal people and um, and and I think the most beautiful thing about it shamanic healing in all cultures is that the human race is alive and well for millions of years <laughs> um, without aspirin without uh, all this incredible technology, you, uh, humans use what we have in the, our environment to heal ourselves. That's, that, isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. So, Isak, um, in our last little minute here, let's kind of circle back to the beginning. And okay. so how, what is your vision for, in a sense, healthcare in America? Just, we'll just keep it in the United States. What's your, what's your sense of how you, <laughs> what is your vision of how you'd like to see that working? I would like to see that uh, doctors in Western medicine will have um, education in spiritual energy healing, uh, understanding of the the importance of food as consuming of food as a as medicine. Um, they will understand and they will be training in uh, consultation. Um, so they they understand how the importance of speaking person 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 to person that the emotional uh, connection to between doctors or healthcare providers and patient um, is important. And understand the 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 uh, the um, that that cultures have informed the body too. So if so I think that it, that needs to happen, that Western medicine uh, or the AMA or the American Medical Association really need to stress that that uh, connection between 
the emotional, physical, spiritual aspects of, um, of, of healing. And I think that also important that uh, people in the shamanic or uh, alternative healing uh, will um, understand that there are some times that we need to use Western medicine. You know, I'm talking for here from this very personal story of my best friend, person who I love the most, and uh, he decided not to um, not to use um, Western medicine for his cancer, um, and he passed away trying to do alternative healing, and I. I, I drag him from hospital to hospital, and he he, he um, told me that he would never speak to me again if I do that. And so there is stubbornness on one side too, not to use uh, what's available by uh, medic, uh, Western medicine, medicine uh, that can save your life. And then maybe maybe just prayers and just ozone would not just do it. Maybe you, you do need the knife and the technology, the laser the, or the radiation to do it. So uh, both sides really need to talk to each other and to see what the benefit. And I think that the insurance companies, and I actually met somebody um, a couple of months, a month ago in Costa Rica, a, a woman who decided that she's going to create an insurance company that for uh, for health and wellness and alternative medicine. And I think that that maybe will happen, that health insurance will uh, pr- uh, cover the cost of um, uh, alternative healing. That's well, Isak, yeah, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. That's a pleasure. Yeah, and thank you for this new book and all of the work, all the, you know, the decades of work that have gone into the experiences that give you the the foundation to stand on to write the book. Um, (laughs) Everybody, you can go to itzakbiri.com to find the book. It's not out quite yet, but it will be. Um, I'd like to give great thanks to the helping spirits, the ancestors who gather around us, to the earth below, the sky above, and the heart that unites us all. And quickly, I want to remind everyone that Awakening the Courageous Heart, this is the set of teachings that the Year of Ceremony uh, ceremony that I did last year came out of. It's working with the elements and the heart and the chambers of the heart and the heart powers. This class is not offered very often, and it will be in Portland next month, June 23rd through 25th, and there are only six remaining spaces. And you can go to lastmaskcenter.org and register there through the calendar. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week. <laughs>